Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Spartans. It is Monday, July 13th. The year is still 2020. It will always be 2020. It will always, it, when we die in 90 years, Matt, it'll be right. 2020. Just put 2020 right on the headstone, right there in the Let's middle, in big bold numbers. Yep. Today's episode is brought to you by RockAuto.com. I don't know that they're going to love the way I... You know, it's fine. Amazing selection. Come on. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Visit RockAuto.com and tell Mm. them Locked On sent you. Matt. Yes, Will. My... I don't even have... uh, My brain is not working. No. It just isn't. It's it's been a big few weeks for Spartans. MSU has brought home Imani Bates, Max mm-hmm. Christie, but there is no homecoming bigger than the one that you started your weekend with. Point blank, absolutely none. Uh, so if you are mentally a zombie, I totally understand why. But if you want to fill in the listeners as to why that might be the case, uh, Will, this is obviously your news to share. Yeah. Um, two months ago, uh, May 9th, my wife and I welcomed our first child into the world. Woo! Problem was, he wasn't supposed to arrive until July 10th, last Friday. L- less woo, Matt. He, yeah, he, he wanted to get in on uh, <laughs> less, the, the action going on out here, right? Yeah, less of a woo. Uh, mm-hmm. So that meant he was very premature, three and a half pounds-ish when he was born, uh, and for the last couple of months, we've been at the NICU every single day. He's obviously has, has not left mm-hmm. or hadn't left. Uh, and my wife has been there a ton and I've been there as much as I could between, you know, balancing work and taking care of our four pets and cutting the grass and running air, just all the different things to keep the house afloat. For sure. And... You know, trying to get over to the hospital as much as I can. And on Friday, he finally was discharged from the NICU, officially a neonatal graduate, and came home with us. Bang! Holy crap. Woo! Is it exhausting? (laughs) Quite literally. Cannot imagine. Yeah. No, that's... (laughs) Your shoes are one that I have not stepped in yet, and wow. Soon, though. Soon you will. Uh, Oh, sure. Sure. We had a couple months of practice, definitely, uh, in the NICU because you're learning how to do parenting things and all yeah. of that. But it is different when it is 24-7. You can't leave no. <laughs> like when you're like, yeah, my head hurts and this baby's crying a ton. And yeah, I'm just going to go step in the hallway real quick and I might never come back. <laughs> you, you can't do that once it's home. No, man. Uh, so, yeah, it's definitely been a transition. It's been really wonderful. Um, but, yeah, currently in the process of getting adjusted to a new sleep schedule, a um, a crying, fussy baby in the middle of the night, feeding schedule, uh, different, all the stuff that goes along with that, the first few weeks, the first month, first couple of months of having a newborn home. It's going to be an adjustment, but we're getting through it, Matt. And I am tired as we record this right now. But oh, I'm, I'm you, here you, for you. Some, yeah, you know, <laughs> you you always are, Will. And uh, we'll be here for you. If there's any uh, excuse to maybe be a little uh, mushy in the brain, uh, yeah, I would imagine the stress and turmoil of having a two-month Nick you baby would be some of it. 
mm-hmm. and then bringing that kid home uh, over the weekend as well. But no, like the, I that's obviously can't stress how super awesome that is that uh, little Elias is finally home. The king is home. King uh, is home. Shout out to uh, literally you guys and all the NICU parents. I that just sounds absolutely stressful, scary, frightening. And shout out to all the NICU nurses. Like, yeah, that's that that was awesome news to to hear to start the weekend, man. For sure. Yeah, everyone who works in a NICU is a saint. Um, yes. yes. NICUs are. It's a wonderfully weird contradiction where they're the most wonderful places that you absolutely hate being. That's probably everyone, a good way to put it, yeah. Yeah, everyone there is so kind, so considerate, so professional, so smart, so uh, honest, straightforward. Like, they just, everyone really was he- helpful. And you have to be, I think, a special kind of person to work in a NICU, whether mm-hmm. you're a nurse, a tech, respiratory therapist, cleaning person, uh, or the actual neonatologist, uh, you know, a physician in there. It's uh, it's a different world, and yeah, uh, it's a wonderful full. It's a place full of wonderful people with amazing resources and just all the things you could ever hope your premature baby could have access to to help him or her get better. And yet, every single day, you're like, "This is just hell. I hate this." Yeah, <laughs> it's the, it's like going to Disneyland and people are throwing rocks at you the entire mm. time. Yeah, no, that's that's not totally ideal. Yeah, no. So a little Less dose of real life uh, for for everyone, but yeah, that's definitely yeah. A, a dose well needed because Jesus, man, I don't know how you've been doing it the last two months. Honestly, yeah, we've been, I've been yeah, we've been all right. We've been pushing through. I think honestly, this will be the next two months will be harder than the last two months, but we're gonna keep pushing through. Oh, uh, you know what they today, say about early parenthood? Everything oh, is easy. That's that's just what yeah. they say. Yeah. On today's show, oh yes, we do have a show. We do have a show. Uh, Matt had the opportunity to speak with Max Christie. Yes. Five-star basketball recruit for the class of 2021. Yes. Uh, You were talking to him as I was pretty much like driving my child home. Uh, So, yeah, I missed out on that interview. Probably wouldn't have been able to get to it. I was kind of busy that day. Yeah, a little bit. Sure. A little bit. Uh, But you talked to Max. uh, So we'll play that for you guys in segment three. Looking forward to that. Segments one and two, we're going to keep it pretty simple today. What's left of segment one, we're going to do some listener questions, and then we're going to do the same damn thing in segment two. Listener questions for about 12 minutes, 14 minutes, and then we'll do the Max Christie thing. I want to eventually get back to some football stuff, but I feel like Monday is going to be an interesting day. Uh, you know, it's, it's Sunday night as we record this. I think Monday we could have some more answers as it relates to different conferences and what might or might not be happening uh, with college football, Matt. Yay. Do I have to also, rant again? Do I have to do that again or, or no? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, also, I, I, I got really, a lot of me. I'm really trying to get uh, Coach Piegler to, to come on the podcast. I got him to agree. It's just these football guys, they don't ever check their social media. It's really mm-hmm. hard to get a hold of them in any regard. And so you just you end up waiting for responses. Yeah. So we're trying yeah, trying well, to get that in. Okay, well, we'll, we'll tiptoe the line between uh, harassing him and uh, just politely asking him to to get on the show. Yes, yeah, fantastic. We'll get 
All right, let's uh, let's do a few listener questions. I've got a list up in front of me. You've got a list in front of you. What I have in front of me is some old stuff that we just never got to. So okay. I'm going to do a couple off this. Sure, perfect. And then we'll go into the next segment with some of yours. Sound good? Yeah, no, that sounds fantastic. Yeah. All right, this first one is from McAllister Wells on Twitter. Turning 21 this month. Sorry we didn't get to this when you sent it. Four months ago? We are uh, punctual. Happy, yes. Nice. <laughs> happy birthday. Happy, happy early 22nd birthday, actually, come to think of it. Let's just get out in front of that. <laughs> uh, should I watch the 2015 Michigan game and drink Fireball or the 2019 Elite Eight game and drink oh. Miller Light? Uh, why not that's, both? That's a person after my heart right there. That's an iconic that, combination. This? Are you sure this isn't you? You found my burner, it sounds like. This is it. Yeah, I, I've actually been 20 this whole time, too. Yeah. Um, wow, that's a tough question. I would go with the football one, and I've talked about it before just because I'm still too heartbroken to even watch anything resembling March Madness. Um, okay. Because the ending of that, the whole game wire to wire was fantastic for, well, really both games, but for the Michigan-Michigan State game, like, I feel like that was pound for pound the best game wire to wire to watch, maybe? I don't know. I'm now having an internal debate, uh inside of my own head right now. What, what, what do you think would be the better game to like just enjoy a cold refreshment on a 21st birthday with? I think you should do both. Should have done both. I'm, it was months ago that this question was posed to us, I, but both. I why, hope McAllister still one? just isn't like sitting in front of the TV waiting for our yeah, answer right now. Like, yeah. what the hell else are you doing right now, McAllister? No. Probably I, nothing. I would I would go with the football one just because basketball still just breaks my heart too much because March Madness was ripped away from us and I'm a... Baby, uh, and not over that yet. You are a giant baby. I am. Um, I will not change. All right. Next question. I don't have the name, uh, but a favorite athlete interaction while in school. You wrote two in here. Oh yeah, sure. I don't really have any. Like, I don't have any. I'm just gonna go with I don't have any. Why don't you? That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, so why don't you give the, us yours? The, the the nice wholesome one is like it was it was my freshman year at state and I was working for like a I think it was like my own blog actually I was just r- r- doing something random. Long story short, interviewed Kirk Cousins when he was a, a junior, the nicest guy in the entire world. It was fantastic. But okay, so here's a more fun story though. It was uh, senior year. We go to uh, Rick's uh, American Cafe. It's a small heard bar. You, you you might have heard of it. Yes. So uh, about uh, probably eight sheets to the wind at this point, I turn around and who's behind me is like, oh, that's this guy just quarterbacked the Rose Bowl. This is Connor Cook. This is great. Oh, man, Connor, what's up, man? So like we talk for like a quick 20 seconds, whatever. And uh, all of a sudden he's like, hey, well, this is Connor Cook over here. This is it. And like he points to his friend behind me. I'm like, what? Like, Connor, are are you okay? Like, I know we're all feeling ourselves tipsy a little bit right now, but you get it. Like, he leans is like, hey, you know what? It's, uh, it's actually my, my buddy's birthday right now. I'm just trying to get him all the attention uh, around the bar right now. So he's like, yeah, no, this is Connor Cook behind me right now. Right when I saw that, I was like, you know what? Screw the whole captain thing. That's a teammate. That's a team <laughs> player. This guy is using his clout to get his buddy some attention, some perhaps action, if you will, that night. Like, wow, that that blew me away right there. Oh, he's not a team player. Missed me with that. I saw magic that night. I saw a team player that night. So, yeah, that, that was my favorite athlete interaction uh, at nice. State. Yeah. I think one of my friends tried to buy Denzel Valentine a drink at Rick's, and he told him no. Wow. Okay. <laughs> right? That's I a man that abides by NCAA impermissible benefits <laughs> bylaws right there. <laughs> I think that's story. Like, hey, man, can I buy you a shot? No, I'm good. No. 
No, dude, I, I'm just here for the television. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Yeah, nice. That's all right. Um, okay, let's pause really quick because mm-hmm. I, I went long and, and we just need to do a little ad read and then mm, we'll uh, come back with nice. plenty more questions. But first, a word from rockauto.com. Rockauto. Rockauto.com is what? Rockauto! 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 RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Matt, just list a few things that they have in their uh, their catalog there at RockAuto.com. Carpet. Check. Tail lamps. Check. Spark plugs. Check. Windshield wipers. Check. Wow. Engine control module cyclotrons things whatever you call them I don't, just really high brush stuff that I don't get that happens Check. inside of a car they got, engine perfect they got it all yes they've got everything you need whether it's for your classic car daily driver you can get it in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door best of all prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do it yourselfers why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts you wouldn't do it doesn't make any sense don't do it Matt I, I wouldn't don't. I, I couldn't. Don't. I won't. I won't. God, get off my back. Jeez. Instead, go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Buck? So they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Rockauto. All right. I got a couple more off my list that we can go through. Okay. Uh, and then you you can take over. Okay. All right. This is from Nick Nickley. Number one bucket list vacation destination. Ooh, are we doing the what we have done category that we suggest for others? Is that how we're interpreting this question? Or is this something that we want to do? You have an opportunity to take any vacation you want. What is it? Wow. Just like you're a billionaire right now and you and your wife are going to go on vacation. What's the first Uh, vacation? French Polynesia sounds just fantastic. Just like getting like one of those cool little huts that basically you walk outside and bow, you're right in the ocean and like you get your little private. That'd be great. The only thing that's holding me back. uh, Actually, okay. The, the real thing's money, obviously. Uh, but if money wasn't an object, uh, dude, like the, the, the 22 hours of flying to, to get there would really be a... So if I can get a uh, like a Concorde jet, like if we could bring those back from the dead and mm-hmm. cut that flight time in half, if not a third, then yeah, French Polynesia probably is uh, where, I'm, where I'm flying to. Yeah, I'm... So my first thought was kind of along that. Bora Bora is another... Sure, uh, that's, a, that's a great one, too. Yeah, you see it. It's it's the huts with the stilts over the water that is just crystal, perfectly clear. Yeah, um, yeah, those are up there. Any sort of place like that. If not the Quick Lane Bowl, then yeah, something like that. Like if not the Quick Lane right. Bowl. Quick Lane Bowl with MSU playing in is number one. Obviously, we, we all know that. Number two, uh, somewhere nice, watery, somewhere I can just get sunburned in thirty minutes is like where I want to be going. There's some pretty incredible, like, towns in the, in the Greek coastline. Yeah, dude. Or like uh, Amalfi Coast in, in Italy, if, if you will. Amalfi Coast is another one, and then there's, like, the south. There's, like, whatever that lake that George Clooney has a house on in France where they did Ocean's 12. Yeah, Trillionaire's Lake, right. Yeah, yeah. like, that's... Those are kind of... 
as much as I love the tropical resort vacation, my favorite vacations are always like in a city. Mm-hmm. Sure. Like we went to Costa Rica for our honeymoon and we went to a coast town at a really wonderful, both places we stayed at were wonderful, but it was like a more resorty type thing. And then we stayed inland in like a, a town, like down the road from a town. And we, instead of, you know, you go on vacation and you eat at the resort and you don't leave the resort and you, you know, all inclusive, mm-hmm. whatever, they've got five different restaurants on the facility like we ate all of our meals in the town all right and like everyone's speaking spanish and like it's authentic legitimate food and like yeah yeah people who actually live there and grew up there and have lived there their whole lives are working there and cooking and eating and working at the grocery like we went to the grocery store and like that that is a better vacation experience for me than just sitting Next to a pool or next to the ocean, as beautiful and as picturesque and wonderful as those places are, uh, I'd rather do some sort of like town thing, like in Greece or, you know, even Costa Rica again or, or somewhere or Mexico. Something like that would be awesome. I, I get both sides. I, I, I could be glued to a pool chair in front of an infinity pool with a great backdrop for 14 yeah. straight hours as easily as I can, just like, you know, going around <laughs> a city and doing like the local stuff for sure, definitely. Yeah, they're nice. They get, like, a little boring. Like, I went to St. Lucia once, and it was fun, but, like, the best thing we did was hike a giant mountain and then go into uh, a, a town that was just, like, there were chickens walking across the street. And, oh, like, that's like, the we best, were, like, yes. Like, we were legitimately in it, and we went to a little cafe and, like, ate some of the best food I've ever had. Like, that was the best part of the vacation. So I've always really enjoyed, like going into actual towns and cities as opposed to like the vacation spa fancy resorts no i totally get that too because like we did uh dublin a few years ago and i wanted to go to a soccer game there and we found this soccer game that was in this super old stadium like more than 100 years old there was no scoreboard the concession stand was a double wide trailer on stilts like it it was so crumbling foundation like just nothing but locals there like that was the best like that'd be awesome i would love to like go to see like a bundesliga game or series or, or like one of a giant Premier League game, if sure. you will. Like one, yeah. of the, but there's something so cool about like going to a small community game where there's just like 800 people there, and it's just yeah, yeah. it'd be yeah, essentially minor f- league soccer, but for like local Dublin teams. Like that, that, that was sweet. Yeah, give me third division Argentinian soccer where the like the keeper is also a plumber. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. Right, I'm all about it. Yes. All right. Why don't you rip off a few of your questions? Yeah, so I'll let you decide uh, when this question was asked. Uh, MSU versus the U in Spartan Stadium. Who do you got? Oh, oh. sorry, Mark McGregor, who asked that on July 6th uh, before the announcement was made that that game was getting axed. I got COVID. Ye- I don't got COVID. I, COVID. COVID wins. Whatever the spread the is on that game, I'm going to have that Phrasing. as well. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even catch that. Yeah. Um, hypothetically, though, uh, let's just say I, I think I'm happy that that game is not going to be uh, played this year. You know what? That, I don't know if I went over this, but like that's a huge silver lining. I think <laughs> I maybe did, but it got lost in the, the clutter of your rant. I, yeah, sorry. I want to play the U in front of a sold-out Spartan Stadium at night, and I want to have a good team when MSU plays the U. Okay, so you want to catch them in, like, I don't know, like a 2025 reschedulement, perhaps. Like, yes. when, when, when Tucker's got a few non-year zero classes under yeah, his belt. Me, okay. Yeah, give me 2024. The U is 
uh, I don't know, maybe finally figuring out how to use all their really incredible players appropriately. Uh, no, and they're, and they're don't good, see it. Don't see it. <laughs> and they're able to win ten games more than once in a decade. No, that, see, you're you're talking <laughs> fantasy now. No, um, and then MSU is back to their sort of Penn State, uh, Wisconsin win a championship every five years levels. Um, sure. Yeah, I'm, I, I I want that. I got opposed s- to what we had this year. And like, obviously, the, the news was devastating that the non-conference schedule was getting wiped out. But in the back of my head, you know, ah. It's not the worst, like, non-conference schedule get knocked off. Like, going to Provo, eh. The U coming to town, eh. Toledo Rockets, uh-oh. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. Like, uh Ooh, was not feeling too spicy about the non-con season to begin with. So, yeah, to see no. all those games that get axed, it's like, hey, this sucks. But uh, if we're going to put any shine on that, like, okay, that's... Yeah, that's that's probably the way to was, do it then. <laughs> it was a 2014 schedule with a 2012 team. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Now, if next year's game in South Beach gets canceled and fans can't come either, which I who knows at this point, the big sad over here. Big, Bigs, yeah. Big sad wanna, over here for that I one. I want to try to get to that one. Oh, I, you, know, you, you thought South you thought Beach. Tempe? Oh, dude, like you you thought Tempe was overran by state fans, which was glorious. Like there were so many state fans that came out for that game. South Beach would just be the, the, the 2.0 version of that, I think. Like, it'd be popping in South Beach. Woo! Can't wait. I, I'm pretty sure South Beach is like a half an hour at least away from Coral Gables. Okay, that's fine. So close enough. I'm going to look it up right now. Close enough. Yeah, it's, it's, well, it's 20 minutes, but traffic, things like that. Yeah. No, okay, so, so fair. No, I stand by that. Yeah, that's, that's, well, actually, and they don't even play at Coral Gables. Um... Where the hell is uh, Hard Rock Stadium? Let me see. Yeah, Hard Rock Stadium is not in. It's in Miami Gardens. That so the U is in. <laughs> the U is in Coral Gables, mm-hmm. the actual university. They play football at Hard Rock, which is in Miami Gardens, which is. Oh, you're not gonna like this, buddy. No, sure I am. Uh, it is. Oh. Shoot, shoot. It is... Gosh, that's going to be like an hour, isn't it? Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, because no. oh, you get a highway. There you go. It's about 30... It's 20 miles away, but it takes you 20 or so minutes. Oh, that's that's out. walking distance. That's, that's Straight perfect. highway. That's perfect. You're, that's you're fine. lucky. But Miami traffic, you might get... I'll, I'll be on a shoulder of Miami highway with a case of Miller around one shoulder <laughs> and then a to fit the fireball on the other shoulder. Yeah. Be a great time. I mean, you could stay at South Beach and pay way too much money and then have to drive forever to get to the game, but... Mm. That's up to you. Mm. All right. We are going to... You know what? Just keep keep it going. Give me an actual... We didn't even do an actual question from your list. Uh, okay. This is not state at all. MSU related at all. I'm so sorry. But favorite golf course in Michigan to go to once football season is inevitably postponed or canceled this year. That is from LGRW40. I'm going to assume that stands for Let's Go Red Wings 40. Favorite. That sounds like it. Thank you for the question, Hank Zetterberg. Yeah. Thank you, uh, Mr. Zetterberg, for your listenership. Appreciate it. You got an answer? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I was... Oh, excuse me. Stoughton Bray. Stoughton Bray uh, at the west side of the state. Now, this is uh, half because I really do think it's a great course. It's like a link-style course. And the other half, I just want to uh, 
pop the collar and brag a little bit. That's where I shot a 74. So it was a great course to play at. Uh, cool, nice little uh, Scottish-style course, if you will. And that's also where I had the best round of golf my entire life at. Uh, 74 is not the standard for me. It was an out-of-body experience. I'm usually uh, more of your shot 83 at Rackham today, and that's pretty average for me if uh, you want to know where I usually swing at. So, yeah, Stoughton Bray, west side of the state, kind of near Gull Lake, is cool. Now, you played a course a few weeks ago I'm going to in September for the first time. I can't speak to it. Is this your answer, though? I think it has to be. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to play. So I played at Arcadia Bluffs uh, for a friend. It was his bachelor weekend. Um, I wasn't going to go for the full weekend because of my baby. Mm-hmm. But they're like, yeah, we're playing Arcadia. And I was like, oh, ah. I got to go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, little uh, the little tyke will understand when he uh, comes of age. Dear yes. wife, <laughs> dear wife. Um, yeah, like Arcadia has kind of been his one of his bucket list courses. Play up north a lot, treetops, Crystal Mountain, all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but had never been able to get to Arcadia because it's a couple hundred dollars to play there. Sure. And yeah, we finally just did it and went as a group, and it was as advertised and. It is unlike any other golfing experience you can probably find in Michigan. So if you can stomach it and make it up there, if you're doing like an up north weekend, mm-hmm. do some $30.18, some $50.18s, right? Some standard courses, some maybe let's have some beers and see what happens and we might quit after 12 holes courses. Sure. Uh, and then do a 18 at... Uh, Arcadia Bluffs. I was uh, Twilight is the phrase. I, I do an eighteen Twilight at Arcadia. Call ahead, get the earliest Twilight, and you could get in for like half price, and you could have enough time if you go the right time of year to fit in eighteen holes. That's like that's the way to do it. You just described my entire weekend. I'm having in September. Yeah, we're going on Friday, yeah. playing the South Course, and Saturday's up in the air. So if you are in the Manistee area or know of any Manistee area courses that are good to play Saturday to kill time at. Uh, that's open for us, so tweet them at me at uh, Sheehan underscore sports. That would be much appreciated because I might as well be blind going into that. And then Sunday is the uh, Bluffs course that we're doing. Yeah, yeah. If, so you can, if you can do it and you can stomach that price tag for an experience, don't be like, uh, I could do this at any other course and pay 40 bucks. Like, If you really have heard about it or thinking about it, do it. It's well worth it. I've never been to a golf course where I'm just like, I'm just going to take a bunch of pictures. Nice. <laughs> yeah, and so it's just, it's kind of like that. Yes, uh, do so for the gram really quick. Do it. Nice. Yeah, do it for the gram. All right, let me look at our time. I think we're done. Oh, yeah, we're, we're done. way done. Yeah. We're way done. All right, we're going to come right back. Well, Matt's going to come right back ah. uh, with a conversation with Max Christie. Uh, what did you guys talk about, Matt? Uh, basketball? No, it was cool. I started off just like talking about <laughs> summer. Uh, yeah, what he's working on. Yeah, just you'll you'll find out. No, cool. Ten minute conversation. Super nice kid. Uh, very generous with his time. So yeah, pretty happy with how the interview went. It's just an incredible tease. You'll find out what they talk about in just a minute. All right, we are now super pumped to be joined by top 15 consensus recruit, number one shooting guard in the country for the 2021 class, and. Of course, what we're most excited about, obviously, is the newest member of the 2021 class, Max Christie. Max, thank you so much for joining us today. How on earth are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Thank you for having me. 
Oh, dude, super pumped. Always happy to be talking to future uh, Spartan athletes, no doubt. But uh, we just got to start this off with the million-dollar question that's been asked all around this summer. What on earth are you doing this summer with everything being shut down? What's your summer been like so far? Yeah, definitely. So in Illinois, in Illinois, they've kind of opened up a little bit more. So we're able to get into some gyms um, and some lifting areas where we're able to lift and keep working on my body physically and then basketball-wise, uh, keep, keep staying in the gym, keep getting shots up, and then – uh, just for the most part, just trying to stay as active as I can, whether that's running around the block outside or even shooting hoops on the basket that I have in my driveway. For sure. So running around outside, how many miles are you vlogging? Um, I think around my block, it's about a mi- point, 1.3 miles, I think, around my block. So That's um, healthy. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I run that, that pretty good. often. Nice. Right. Good for you, man. That's big. Yeah, because I, I know that – so right now on 247sports.com, you're listed at, I think it's like 6'6 six, six or 6'7 six, at 165. But you said in a recent interview up to about 185 now? Yep, I've gained a lot of weight. Um, ever since I uh, started going to a place called Spear Training Center, they've really helped me, you know, develop my body and put some mass on, and now I'm at a solid 185. So, now, is that your target weight, or do you have a target in mind, or is it just keep on pumping iron until you get to wherever you are when the season restarts again? Um, to be honest, it's mostly just trying to put on as much as possible. Obviously, we're not going to keep going and going and going. But I think, you know, the goal for me is probably around 195 to 200 around there, something like that. And obviously, we can make adjustments whether uh, that needs to be adjusted. Cool, man. And obviously, like you said, you're probably playing a little bit of hoops over the summer. Um, your brother, Cam, who is just a freshman at Rolling Meadows, is also a baller himself. I believe he has an MSU offer as well. Are you guys going at it one-on-one in the driveway? Are you guys doing open gyms together as well? Yeah, we definitely work out together. Every time or everywhere I go, Cameron's with me mostly, whether that's lifting or we're shooting around outside or even in the gym. For the most part, Cameron and I just train together, just trying to keep that chemistry going. And obviously, just because he's my brother, I want to take him along um, everywhere possible. Now, now, I'm also an older brother as well, so we could be honest right now. It is fun playing your brother one-on-one, and we could set the record straight. Has he ever beat you one-on-one in the driveway, or do you have a clean sheet against him? Um, no, nah, Cameron's, Cameron's pretty good. Oh, he, man, he does okay. beat me every now and then. Not, I mean, not recently. We haven't played a lot of one-on-one recently, to be honest. We don't really argue or fight a lot over that, to be honest. So, <laughs> uh, but he's definitely beat me a couple times. He, he's a very good player. Look at you with the honesty. That's very nice of you. <laughs> and also, yeah. we talked to uh, Coach Kevin the other day, too, and we, we ended the interview with, what is something about Max that a lot of people might not know? And he dropped that you're a big anime fan. Is there anything oh, on yeah. top of that that you think would surprise a lot of people or how much anime uh, you also putting in this summer? Oh, I mean, I can't really think of one thing other than the anime is something that I'm really into. Gotcha. I watch a lot of anime whenever I can. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's one thing that I would think people wouldn't really know about me is I'm a really big fan of that. No, for sure. And I, from, I, I'm not a big anime guy. From what I understand, there's a zillion episodes. So that's a, probably a good way to fill your summer of, of COVID. Definitely. It's definitely, nice. it's definitely a grind. It's definitely a grind, <laughs> but it's definitely worth it. It's worth yeah, you got a crunch film either way. Nice. <laughs> right, and so right. let's move into the biggest news of the summer for you, the, the commitment to uh, Michigan State, Tom Izzo, and the program. When was the moment that you knew that MSU was the place for you and that you were going to commit? Um, for me, when I took my official visit back in March, I think that really propelled Michigan State to the top of my list, and that's somewhere where I wanted to be. And I didn't necessarily want to jump the gun and commit right there. I wanted to make sure that it was the best choice for me in evaluating my other schools. And then after doing that for an extensive period of time, we decided to commit um, on July 7th and announce it. And that March official visit, correct me if I'm wrong here, but was that for the Ohio State game, the senior night game? Yep, correct. 
Gotcha. Gotcha. I was at that game too. I, I imagine you'd have better seats than I did. I was about 10 rows from the absolute back of the upper bowl. Uh, I think you're <laughs> 10 rows yourself, but uh, so like, just what about that game or I guess uh, not even the game, but I guess the, the visit, if it was anything that happened before the game or after the game, did it hit you like, yeah, this, this is the spot for me. Um, I think just spending time with the players and coaches and being able to create relationships with them really helped me solidify my decision. Just being able to know that I can fit into a great family and a great system, I think that really helped me make my decision. Now, I apologize for not knowing this offhand, but where else did you take uh, official visits to? I think Michigan State was my only official okay. visit. I was going to take more, but coronavirus kind of halted everything. That'll stop some things. Yeah, that'll uh, throw a wrench in uh, a few plans right. here or there. So, um, Did you get to any other games uh, at State, or was that pretty much the only game that you got to see in person? We've definitely gone to other games. I can't okay. remember which game specifically, but I know for sure we've been on campus multiple times before the official visit. Nice. And I also heard in an interview, too, right after your commitment, I believe it was with Andy Katz, that you named uh, Malik Hall for being a big reason as to why you're going green. So what, uh, what about Malik or what was done during the visit where he was one of the point people for your commitment here? Yeah, so Malik was a freshman when I went there. And um, so he's from Illinois alongside with me, and we trained together. Um, a decent amount of time. So, you know, I have a good relationship with him and we text every now and then. So he's just someone that I spent a lot of time with on the official and someone that really like guided me through, you know, the campus and what it's like to be a basketball player at Michigan State. And so sometimes when we talk to commits, like they'll say that they were a fan of this school forever or like there are a few commits too that say they weren't really a fan of any school. How how about you? Were were you ever a fan of a certain college growing up or was it being where you are in the rankings or were you just taking it as it all comes and not really attached to a school emotionally before any of this? Yeah, I wasn't really, I didn't really have a dream school for say. I mean, for the most part, I just kind of took it as it came and Michigan State happened to be the program uh, for the best fit for me. For sure. And what was that uh, phone call with Tom Izzo like? I, I, I have to know his reaction and the, the reaction of the coaching staff when, when you gave him the phone call for your commitment. Right. No, he was definitely excited. You could definitely feel his smile and excitement through the phone. And it was something that really, you know, made me excited for my time on campus and at Michigan State. That's big time. So did you keep like a close knit circle for all this? Like who, who were your uh, people that you would talk to or have conversations with when it came down to where you're going to commit? Yeah, my main people are pretty much my family, my AAU coach, um, and my high school coach for the most part. Um, those are the people that I really consulted and really asked, you know, what you guys think, what they thought about my decision and, you know, any advice they could give me throughout the recruiting process. Totally. And so, and just to level set here, I'm, I'm a huge nerd. Let's just call it what it is. So I, I bowled in high school. I was that nerdy. And I was obsessed with like tracking where I was amongst bowlers in our small 18 league where I ranked whatever. You're on a stage yep. that's like a thousand times cooler, though. Uh, you're like in the national recruiting rankings for basketball players. Like, is that hard not to pay attention to? Or do you just straight up? Yeah, like you, you do actually look at that and where you are ranked time to time. No, I mean, to be honest, I haven't. I really don't think about rankings whatsoever. I mean, gotcha. maybe when they first come out or they're updated, maybe I'll see them and then think about it then. But um, to be honest, I'm not thinking to myself, wow, I'm a, I'm a top 15 player nationally that I have to do this, this, and that. It's just me playing basketball and just me playing like myself. That's tough, man, because if I was in your shoes back in high school, I know I'd be hitting refresh every five minutes on the page, I think, to, to see where I was at. Right, yeah. <laughs> so, and just to you know, make this as awkward as possible and have you talk good about yourself, what is the best part of your game that you would say? I know this is everyone's favorite kind of question to, to be asked. Uh, personally, for me, I think it's my versatility, my oh. ability to you know rebound the ball and push it or be able to come up pin downs and catch and shoot. 
I think I'm very versatile on the offensive end, and I'm definitely an improving defender on the defensive end, you know, my long length being a perimeter defender or even a shot blocker. And we also talked uh, with Coach Kevin about this the other day, is that whenever you step into a gym or a team gets off the bus, it, it's all eyes on you just because of where you are in the rank and everything like that. Do you feel pressure at all when you go out there? Or what's that like knowing that when you step into a gym, not only are you going to get double teamed, perhaps triple teamed, but the opposing crowd might not be nice to you and specifically you. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly, certainly there's some pressure, definitely. But one thing that I really like to think of is pressure is a privilege. You know, you know you're doing something right when everybody's looking at you, everybody's trying to tear you down, or everybody's trying to double team you and the crowd might not be nice to you. You know you're doing sure. something right. <laughs> So at that point, I'm just going to play my game. You know, if the crowd want to, wants to talk to me, they can talk to me. It's not like I'm going to give them a reaction or anything. I'm just going to let my game speak for itself. And then just for the most part, just being able to focus on the game and not really focus on the outside pressures, it, it gets easier and easier as time goes on for me. And kind of speaking of crowds too, but in a more happy sense, when, when you're at the game at Ohio State and you got the Izzone all around you, do you ever like look at any other, um, I guess, prospects that are there and being like, damn, this is pretty crazy. <laughs> like, or what's that like sitting in the bowl for such a giant game and having the Izzone all around? Does that really play a role in a, a recruit and going to state? I'm probably not a big one, but does it at least play a little one? Um, it's certainly, it's certainly, you know, something that I look at when I go to a stadium is the, is the atmosphere and just the fans and how, you know, the fans support Michigan State and what they did was really impressive to me. They were really loud, especially for a huge game to win the Big Ten Championship. You know, you need as many people there as possible with the most support. And they certainly deliver, and that's something I definitely took notice of. And going along with the other prospects thing, um, there's Pierre Brooks in, in the class as well. Uh, Imani Bates could possibly reclass- reclassify. Who knows? I don't want to put words in his mouth. But have, have you talked to either Imani or Pierre since your commitment? Yes, I've talked to both of them. I talk to Pierre almost every day now, just talking about Michigan State, trying to build our relationship together for the time that we get there. And Imani, of course, I'm trying to convince him to reclass, um, but that's obviously totally his decision. <laughs> for sure, for sure. And so as far as Pierre goes, like, did you know him before the, the whole recruiting process on commitment, or did you ever like see him around like the AAU circuits or anything like that? Yep, I know who he was. We played with okay. and against each other um, oh, cool. you know, at other camps. Nice. And so I also uh, recall from the interview, too, you, you of course, got the, the G League question or the going overseas question. And you said that you did want to play college hoops. So I guess it's point blank. It could be a broad answer. But wh- why is that? Like, why do you want to play college hoops? Um, I think it's really important to have the college experience. And I think it's just really important to be able to mature, especially in college. College is a place, you know, where people can mature, like, uh, you know, kids or boys like me can mature into men you know, be able to man up and learn to make their own plans, make their own priorities, take care of their own time. And that's something that I really want to, you know, take a challenge with. And this is uh, the last question I got for you before I let you go tonight and enjoy your weekend. But when you arrive to MSU outside of basketball, is there anything that you're kind of looking forward to or just away from Breslin Center? I think just making friends at Michigan State and just sure. being able to be independent and being able to learn how to make my own decisions you know, being able to learn to cook for myself, being able to, you know, learn time management uh, for myself. I think there's a lot of challenges when I get to Michigan State, and I'm excited to, you know, take those all on. Well, Max, I, I can't thank you enough for joining me, man. Uh, just to shoot you straight, I felt like I just talked to a senior in college, man. Like, you, you seem way, way more mature beyond uh, a rising senior in high school. So, uh, Max, first of all, congrats on your commitment. I uh, can't wait to see what you're going to do at State. And, of course, hey, th- thanks for joining us, man. Really do appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. For sure, man. Hope you and the family stay safe. Yep, you too. All right, thanks so much for listening to today's episode of Lockdown Spartans. We'll be back tomorrow, hopefully, with uh, Coach Peaks. 
running back coach at Michigan State University. If not, we will definitely be. Uh, I'm just gonna act like Coach Peaks uh, tomorrow if if we don't actually <laughs> get him. So that's where we're at. Uh, we're, we're gonna talk about football in some capacity. I want to either you know look at whatever news happens on Monday because it feels like every day there's some sort of change or some sort of announcement from a major conference, or I want to sort of like revisit what we talked about last week and I don't know. Go at it with a cooler head. We'll, eh? we'll, we'll give it a shot, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe. We'll, uh, we could promise effort. Or we'll just rank quarterbacks in the Big Ten. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked on Spartans wherever you get your podcast. Matt, take us home. Go green. I got nothing else. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's it. That's... Go green. Yes. Yes. That's how we end that show.